Good Boys Gone Bland. I'm Denali. I'm Ryan. I'm Jace. And welcome to the show. Uh, we're a podcast where we immerse ourselves uh, deep into a sliver of our culture. Uh, right now, we are immersing ourselves into the great works of Ben Affleck and all of his amazing films. Uh, America's most prolific actor. Um, how many how many films are we in right now, guys? Oh, uh, boy. You know, this might be eight, seven? That neighborhood. Seven or eight films. Mm-hmm. We've been at this for a few weeks now. Uh, this might take a few years if we're going to hit all of these. I don't know if we'll do it. Um, we're not hitting we, all of them. We're not going <laughs> to. Uh, this week, we did end up watching Argo, as we stated last week. Fantastic film. But before we get into that, um, do you guys got anything uh, you want to talk about this week or any any new uh, new developments in the lives of of Jason Ryan? Well, uh, not much has been happening in the news this week. So mm. I don't have much Nothing. to talk about. Mm-mm. Well, I actually, can't think of a single thing. We made a prediction last episode. We were right, but oh my god, did things go the wrong direction afterwards? Oh yeah, yeah. I think we got a little bit of stuff to work out um, from the previous year, and then you know. But the, today's supposed to be it's supposed to be the okay year, so we're gonna get a little. A little bit of sugar and spice, and we get, oh, we're getting only spice. Like, uh, like an easy slide into 2022. Yeah, it's mm. gonna it's gonna be a slide. So right now it's almost indecipherable from the previous year, but it's gonna it's gonna transition. I think. Yeah. Um, I think there's yeah. a date where it's gonna transition. Like for, just for reference now, so. for the people who are listening in the future, which is everybody, uh, <laughs> we're we're taping this in uh, the second week of January. 2021 yeah days the after the states terrorist insurrection <laughs> yes yeah, from the still united states of america mm-hmm. <laughs> the cavemen who are uh who are assembling the radio pieces like a couple months from now in the uh <laughs> in the earth that's totally scorched and gone they're like oh wow this is a great podcast in the future <laughs> i remember ben affleck <laughs> divided state of northern facebook amazon where two of us <laughs> reside we oh, hope yeah. that you are still alive. I don't know what is over here because we don't have any big. I'd be in the um, state of Xerox, Wall Street. <laughs> the Xerox uh, commune, Xerox Empire, or Xerox commune. Yeah. <laughs> We're not big enough to have an empire. Yeah, I'm in the uh, the GT's kombucha neighborhood. It's a small commune uh, made by the GT's kombucha company. Uh, there's about eighty of us. Uh, we're very hostile to any of the non-booch drinkers. So yeah, I'm, so I'm not a, so I'm I'm not a, I'm not in that type of culture. Uh, oh, culture. culture. <laughs> uh, You're not the, a booch drinker. So is, is that a big company? It's like in, it's in the booch world. The premier raw kombucha company. Uh, Jace, what do you? You're you're a fellow uh, indulger. I buy the one that tastes like cinnamon apples every time. But I okay. Always go to the kombucha section whenever I'm in a store. Every time. Okay, so you're a Dr. Brew drinker. They are our sworn blood enemies. Um, we are the defenders oh. of the pure raw drink. Um, but that's okay. Well, that's that's for the future. No, um, it's not okay, know, actually. I'd like to... Do you think you're fucking better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you, you, you drink the impure non-raw kombucha that, that doesn't give you diarrhea every time you drink it. Um... <laughs> aka the cleansing water um 
we wear these things kind of like still suits in Dune that kind of collects all of our sweat and shit and piss, and then it distills it down into kombucha where we can drink through straws. <laughs> Somebody help me! Uh, I never... So, hey, uh-huh. I don't think about this memory very often, but, Denali, you're involved in it. Um, remember almost exactly a year ago, we were in Alaska for our good friend Michael's wedding. Oh, yeah. And um, he was having kombucha, like a keg of kombucha at his <laughs> wedding, which I yeah. didn't <laughs> so you know. That was story. awesome, dude. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that kombucha came in kegs. I didn't know that people mm. would even want that. And also, th- they have an entire, like, bar that's just kombucha. It's like a brewery where they brew their own kombucha and they have it on the menu and everything. And you go in there and there's a bar, but there's not alcohol yeah. and there, there's tables and stuff. And they serve oh, you draft kombucha. Yeah. And, uh, it was fine. I don't know. And, um, it was great. Dude. In... That was amazing. It was great. kombucha. <laughs> well, yeah. It was fantastic. I'd love to give him a well, shout the out. Well, the the company is. Michael told us, yeah, it's no problem. I know the owner. Um, we can go in after hours. Like, we can just walk in after it closes. And so we get there, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something, because like, kombucha bars close at, like, sundown. <laughs> and we get there, and not only is it closed, it's closed for a private event. Oh, wait, yeah, what was that? Do you remember that? I think that was before I got there. You weren't there? No, you told me all about it. What? I, saw, I, I had this memory of you being there. Okay, I'll finish the story. So we get there, <laughs> and so it must have been me and Julie. Yeah. And Michael and Darian. So that's the thing is uh, it was closed, and they had a private party going, and Michael barges in. Like, the door's not locked because people are coming in, but Michael barges in this party he was not invited to. And turns out it's an album release party for, like, one of the people who owns it, like a co-owner. And me and Julie are the only people in the entire place who aren't, like, close personal friends of this guy <laughs> whose album oh is God. being played for the first time publicly, somewhat publicly. And oh. it was so awkward. And Michael insists on trying to buy a keg of kombucha during the album I can't release do this. Part. <laughs> <laughs> and so the only voice, because, like, I've never been to one of these things. And this was like not even a real one. This is kind of this guy's like personal music. And uh, so was like people just listen to the music like... and there's no okay. words. You're not allowed to speak. Like, because you're just listening to the music. And except for Michael is up there at the counter going, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> can I try this one? And, and then he's like, Ryan, try this one. And so I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. Oh, and then I get like the layers, like, oh, why is this guy talking? And he, Michael Lewis. What kind of music was this? And then the album was like halfway over, and he got done tasting his kombuchas and decided he didn't want to buy the keg that day. And we left in the middle of the party, we <laughs> the first people to leave. It was one of those like Twilight Zone moments where, like, if I walk out of here, there's going to be no sidewalk. <laughs> Like, I'm going to fall through the earth. I, I'm not leaving so, until, like, you know, this whole thing is gone. This whole thing is over. I'm in a kombucha bar listening to an album release party. Like, is this, like, an alternate life? You got to tell me what, what the genre of music was playing. Was, like, was it oh, new wave kind of? Part. 
he was yeah. like we tried to make music from all genres uh, okay all of them mongolian yeah. throat singing only what is that <laughs> and, the, and he was like we wrote this and recorded it in three weeks okay in a cabin in the middle of nowhere we went up there for like a spiritual journey and we recorded this album and we're gonna play it for the first time i fucking it? love alaska surprisingly not bad let me say that oh, man but it was obvious that he was not like it was straight genre switching it was like past the ox chord after every song kind of a thing okay. so was it kind of like free jazz and then kind of transition into like death metal and then kind of transition into like yeah but everything had like a folk twinge <laughs> okay so this is clearly like some guy's peyote trip that he recorded <laughs> like oh gosh yeah he's probably up on booch <laughs> Uh, one thing I did want to plug uh, is that I got our Twitter page uh, running up. You our got us a Twitter, Twitter page? What? Bland. I got us on there. Um, this is repurposed from my old Twitter that I never use. Um, this is I, I oh, kind okay. of made the tag. It's check out GBGBs. That's uh, GBGBs. And GBGBs1, that's that's our uh, our Twitter handle. Um, you'll find under Good Boys Gone Bland. Uh, I still got a GBGBs1? Delete... Yeah. That's what I got. Was GBGB's taken? Yes. Really? And Good Boys Gone Bland is too long. So that, that's my handle. Um, but Good Boys Gone Bland is like the name that shows up on there. Um, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, if you have any suggestions, uh, any want to want to engage with us, discuss stuff, um, you know, feel free to hit us up on there. Um, I'll be giving you guys some access to it too. I'll give you, you know, the login info. Does that mean we have but followers? Now, yeah, I, I already had like some randos. We're gonna force him me. into this. He, okay, I have a I have gripes with this. We couldn't okay. we can't get GBGBs because mm -hmm. one guy that hasn't tweeted since 2011 has it. <laughs> like if if this if this takes off and we get verified, uh, no, nah, I mean he might have another podcast like Gary Busey's Gone Bad or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> what if it's <laughs> Gary Busey review show? <laughs> I mean, we can workshop the tag. It could, right? Because like we can do like T, like the good boy, the GBGB. Yeah, we'll, we'll work. I just wanted to establish one right now, um, so you guys can jump on there as I'm kind of cleaning things no, up. No, that's a great uh, and and hang out with us uh, on Twitter. I'm trying to find ways to kind of promote the show. I was thinking we, you like us three could just do something kind of viral for the kids. So like maybe like a Harlem Shake video. Us Ooh, three, could, an could ice make bucket together. challenge. Yeah, I did a good um, one of those back in the day. You just want to go planking? <gasps> Hold up, but like, I think it would actually be kind of low key funny if we do do a Harlem Shake video like yeah. ten years after. It I just got into uh, I just got into Bitmoji. Yeah. You did. You just started uh, texting us your Bitmojis. And I was like, oh my god, dude, Ryan, welcome to the 2010s, dog. I think they're so funny for me. That that's the thing. It's like. Uh, about five years and it starts being funny for me i think it's so funny i laugh mm -hmm. my ass off i laugh until i'm crying like every time i send you guys a bitmoji well the problem is julie's uh julie had to make one for work which is weird Wait, she had... yeah it's for, for her work? Kids. like there's like a oh, bit you should make a bitmoji okay. classroom okay she's a teacher yeah and uh like the kids can make bitmojis and they like interact and sit in like a virtual oh. classroom that's populated by bitmojis that's cute that's not... <laughs> yeah okay so that's why we're into it but it's, it's i think like, it's so funny this oh it's god post ironic like yeah it's yeah 
at this point. Dabbing goes needs beyond. a few more years. I think da- I'm going to give mm. dabbing another year. It needs to age, yeah. I'm starting to like practice my dab because I have never dabbed. So do not do like, that. Do not do that on camera. I can't. So I'm, start, I'm, I'm looking away. Motion. I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to get this motion like worked out. Oh, we are kind of doing like a jog, kind of a sideways jog motion. Yeah. I'm sleeping like this a lot, you know. To, to oh, doing it. like the rhomboid stretch. Yeah. I, I like a okay. really explosive dab. Like I like to jump off the stairs, land all the way just on one leg. <laughs> so it makes a really loud mm-hmm. thump and just like, boom. <laughs> Better if you like run I mean, into Jack's it. You're like, need, like uh, boom. <laughs> I have a small story. When uh, I was driving across the U.S. like four, three years ago now, maybe four years ago, we were in Indiana, and it had been thunderstorming for like the last four days, and we were camping everywhere we went, and we were fed up with it. We got a hotel, and um, we were we went and sat in the hot tub, and there were these kids playing in the pool. This must have been in like 2016 or 2017. And this girl is like, watch this. And she goes underwater. She must have been like six years old. She goes underwater and she jumps up out of the water and goes, and goes like a quintuple like that, like super dab. And I was like, okay, this dab thing has gone too far. That goes beyond um, being ironically funny, and that just goes to regular funny for me. <laughs> so I'm like waiting for the time where I can pull out the mega dab. You're gonna have to let that cook, I think, for like five years, dude. Yeah. So like, I'll give it. I there guess are I still folks another, at least full year 2022. I can whip it out. Yeah, I think there are folks who are still doing it, not ironically. Still, like it's yeah. still on its its last dying breath. With like. <laughs> Jace is pointing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> no irony here, my friends. <laughs> I love the dab. One day when I have kids, and it's a prehistoric death thing, it's like, hey guys! <laughs> dab. Was, that, was there an equivalent of that uh, for our grandparents? Was like a thumbs up, like a, a thing that was like really extreme and kind of like wild? It was like the thumbs up something that was like, oh shit. And it went out of style, and now people just use it regularly. Like, I feel like 50 years from now, we're going to be dabbing just as, like, a way to show that we're, like, approve of something, you know? Nonverbal acceptance of something that's happening. Like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that looks good to me, dab. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking awful. This is awful, dude. <laughs> Johnson, that report last week was dab. <laughs> was dab <laughs> Ryan is a lawyer in 40 fucking years. <laughs> oh, no. I, I turn around to tell my client that things are going well. <laughs> it's just the, fi- the, the acceleration of like, um, I don't know. I saw, I saw a meme yesterday on Reddit that was the guy from Pocahontas. Um, John Smith. I fucking forget his forgot his name where he's like looking out from the thing and then he 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 runs out yelling. Um okay, so I'm gonna share the screen. Yeah. This gift, this <laughs> meme, this meme I saw a meme yesterday that was this. It was about cutting it cutting in line at a McDonald's or something. Oh, but yeah, this okay. meme okay. was super hot in twenty fifteen. Everything is so hyper accelerated in the internet and in culture right now. 
And it totally makes sense why old people can't keep up with things because I can't even keep up with shit. I message my little brother and sister like every two weeks to be like, what's hot right now? I need, give me the sauce. <laughs> what's going on? Right now it's gas. I don't. Yeah, everyone's, gas was like four years ago. What's, what's Apparently gas? it's right now. What's what, uh, it's what I was uh, told. I, I'm, mm, what's gas? I don't know, man. man. I can't. When you, say, when you say something is gas, it means it's like, it's like hot. It's like good. I heard cap the other day. No cap. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I heard it in an Among Us chat room. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. That is the pinnacle of cool kid phrases. The Among yeah. Us chat room. Cap is I accidentally, unironically said no cap the other day, probably three days ago. Oof. I don't know what that means. Um, which one? It's to insinuate that like you're your... telling the truth. Which, so N no, means like, you're not no wearing cap? it. It means you're not wearing a hat, so things are serious. Yeah, so no cap is that he's that you're telling the truth. So cap is lying. It, it's, it's like, it's like a, yeah, oh, the, so the go not, the it goes back we, to saying you would take your cap off to be to tell yeah, something you take that your hat is off respectful. Yeah, be respectful. I don't, I don't believe that. So no cap means I'm I'm being a gentleman. Yeah, uh, it it dates back to like the 1800s when people wore hats. I think you're pulling my leg. And we are. Um, do you guys um, do you guys want to do a remote uh, Among Us just right now verbally, like kind of do like a um, a role play Among Us game real quick? Sure, I'll be the imposter. Okay, you can't fucking tell us you're the imposter. Okay, I'm not so saying. I'm, us... I'm asking. Okay, let's just one of us decide to be the imposter. Emergency meeting. Okay. Okay. Yes. What? Denali okay, sucks. Benton. Just no, yeah, no, vote, vote Jace. I'm not, I didn't do anything. I was in, I was in engines. Denali I saw Denali come out of the vents in medbay. Vote Jace. I voted. I voted. Denali sus. Denali. What, what, what was I, I voted. Votes? I voted for Jace. I accidentally I clicked on myself. Jace is oh. <laughs> Jace, were you well, the I imposter? Still win. I was the were imposter. You the imposter? <laughs> I was the imposter too. <laughs> oh, we both win. We both win. Jace, were you the imposter? I think so. That was good. That was a good game. <laughs> I think our audience really enjoyed that. That was um audio um audio among us. That's kind of like our I feel like that's a good spin-off podcast we can have where we kind of just yeah. do audio. Yeah. Already. This week, like I said, we did see the movie Argo, 2012's Argo. Um, we decided we wanted to watch a good Ben Affleck movie because we haven't given him a fair shot, guys. We've been watching a lot of his downfall movies. Um, as you know, have you guys read Ben Affleck's mm -hmm. kind of Wikipedia biography type of thing? Um, a lot of people talk about his, his downswing, right? 2003, he made like eight stinkers in a row. Mm -hmm. People called him... Uh, LA Times called him the most overexposed actor in the industry. Uh, it was just not a good time for Ben. We've been mining the trench a lot, and it's it's it, we we should we decided we should try to give Ben a fair chance and take something from the Renaissance. Uh, Argo, as you know, is is the the peak of the Renaissance. This is where he won multiple Oscars, directed, produced, starred in a great movie that won Best Picture, um, and now we got we got Ben back in full form. 
disclaimer before we get into this movie, <laughs> uh, there are obviously a lot of geopolitical moving parts and implications uh, to this movie. We're just going to try to skirt around those as much as possible because we don't know shit about anything. So <laughs> we're going to we're going to try our best with this thing and just talk about the movie and our, our boy, our boy, Ben. Uh, so, Jace, you want to it's your turn to do the synopsis. That's my <laughs> turn to do the most... synopsis. Our most challenging <laughs> synopsis that we've ever had, I think. Uh, are you up to the task? Yes. All right, let's let's hear it. Let's 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 tell the audience, get, break it down. What happened in this movie? <clears throat> there was a man. <laughs> there were political. Tread lightly. Tread lightly, Jace. Correct. Hang on. Yes. There's a lot of. Can we? Can things. we have a buzzer? Yeah, let's just have a buzzer whenever Jace says something controversial that we need to like, because this is a sensitive topic for a lot of reasons. So just mm -hmm. go ahead, Jace. Yes. Um, many, many buzz, geopolitical. Buzz, buzz. Just... <laughs> Jace, <can> you... <laughs> <clears throat> Don't try not to say many. Mm -hmm. um, ben Affleck. Okay, there you go. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to generalize. Movie start. <laughs> Good Dab. Dab. Yeah. <laughs> Newsreel style prologue, history, events, nineteen eighty. Sometimes Tony Mendez, right. okay. Maverick, CIA no. agent. Okay. <laughs> this audience is not gonna. <laughs> American patriots. Ooh, I just. Uh, escaping I'm tension. I'm gonna buzz that. <laughs> American workers. Okay. Escaping tension in building. T what is he saying? <laughs> I like it. He's good. This is, makes sense okay, to me. This is good. This is good. This is a clean. Trapped in building. Okay. Affleck did happen. Must save. Yes. Save is a loaded term, Buzz. That's okay. Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Must get out of building. There we go. <clears throat> Need idea. Need bad idea. Make fake movie? Okay. Mm -hmm. Make fake movie? Mm-hmm. Make fake movie good. Fly to place where people are in building. There we go. That was good. That's what right. we need. We're yes. talking. That was a that was a perfect run, Jace. I just want to say that 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 last the past five seconds mm -hmm. have been flawless. Pretend people in building make movie. That also was accurate. Sick. Is that out? Wrap it up. Um, taken. Get out of building. Okay. Much tension from good movie making tension. End. Brilliant. Okay. <clears throat> that was a perfect picture. I love. I like that clap. Dab. I want to dab to that. Okay. <laughs> that was. That was a perfect synopsis, Jace. Uh, <laughs> do we want to add maybe just a sliver of context? <laughs> To maybe yeah, we could, your skeletal yeah, we do Jace, do you want to just get throw a little bit of meat on those bones? Um, Ben Affleck plays the CIA agent Tony Mendez, who's brought into the I don't panic room 
the the red room to uh, come up with a story, come up with a method to extract six Americans who are uh, stuck in Iran in 1979. I believe it's 1979. Um, there are uh, there's a whole slew of bad ideas uh, pitched. That would be a way to extract these people who are separated from uh, a group of Americans who are in the Amer in the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. Yeah, what's the city? In okay, Canadian Embassy, but yes. Mm -hmm. Ben's Tony Mendez Maverick character says that well, if we have no good ideas and these are all bad ideas, we need the best bad idea. So uh, he contacts his friend who works in Hollywood John Chambers being played by John Goodman and fabricates a story of uh, creating a screenplay and uh, creating six movie making members that are the Americans that are trapped in Iran uh, to go and extract them uh, so they come up with a movie Argo which is a sci-fi film that they want to film an exotic location, so using images of the bazaar, kind of westernish. Uh, and he flies, prepares six identities for these Americans to be filmmakers, trains them to be those people. Uh, we're, we're seeing the full of tension. Somebody in the embassy has a uh, mud book. I'm not sure what the term means, but uh, identifies every single U.S. worker that works at the embassy. So we know... Uh, the forces that be in this film know that six people are missing and are eventually identified. Uh, so we're running up against a clock where, you know, there there is a certain amount of time for us to save these people. Um, so Ben goes in and he gets him out. That's pretty good, man. You you that didn't actually scene. say that was a good. You didn't say anything controversial. I tried not to. You, that was that you navigated that like a, a slalom skier. You were just like hitting those. You were threading the needle, and you hit every mark. Uh, you were like Catherine Zeta Jones Ooh. in Entrapment. Oh Ooh. yeah, dodging <laughs> With the, the lasers. Laser. <laughs> That's a sneak peek, maybe, mm. possibly, potentially. <laughs> nah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so. Man, this movie and Ryan, we kind of you kind of brought this up before too. It was it was airtight, right? It was a, a solid right. movie, really well done, based on true events. We picked probably the least riffable movie you could possibly. Yeah, pick I was thinking about that about halfway through. I was like, "What the hell are we gonna talk about?" Dude, I had no notes because I was like, "Okay, well, yeah. this actually happened, so I can't even debate the plausibility." Because yeah. if this was straight up like thriller movie that didn't happen totally fictional i'd be like okay that's not believable you right know, who would believe that you're filming a fake ass science fiction movie and like why would that you know right but it, it happened i'm like it I, happened that's <laughs> what's insane and uh, i think um for them for the guts to make this movie i think is important and it reminds me about um how much I believe that movies are a storytelling device. A lot of us, I mean, shit, like I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know nearly as much about what was going on in Iran and the, mm -hmm. the hostage crisis, if not for this movie. Right. So yeah. 
for that reason, movies are important. They can actually teach you things. And you should uh, use television, movie, video technology to teach things more. Right. How Who can we thought? harness the power of movies? <laughs> TikTok yeah, now. It... We have to teach with TikTok. Oh yeah. Oh t- yeah. Can we condense it in eight eight seconds, Ryan? Can, uh, yeah. Argo, so let's go quick. So can you just so say the movie in eight seconds? We could do a whole podcast in eight seconds. Okay. I would just show a picture of Ben and the face that he makes yeah. in the whole film because it's one. <laughs> Which, it's, there's so only one face. He, I don't think he emoted at all. And honestly, I think that added so much to his performance because this dude was a stone cold <laughs> homie right here. Like he was, he was so good. And whenever he spoke, I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, like if this dude came into the room and told me what's up, I'll be like, yeah, absolutely. I am 100% on board. Like, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> like this dude, um, Tony Mendez, I read a little bit about him. Like this dude like was an exfiltration like specialist. That's like, such that's a the cool most... word. What that's a so, badass. That's so cool. <laughs> exfiltration. Let, let's 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 talk about that word for a few seconds because yeah. We hear a lot about people in the army and the, you know, the U.S. Special Forces being an infiltration. You want to get yeah. in somewhere. Spies and James Bond, they infiltrate. They go into a place. This guy, his career is exfiltration. <laughs> like, how many, how many missions has this guy been on before this? Like, is this that common where they need a whole exfiltration specialist? Apparently but it's it is. pretty cool. Good thing we had one. Situation. Well, when I saw this movie, I thought about a service that we could have just in real life where we could be like exfiltration specialists just for like social situations, like Thanksgiving dinners that you don't want to be at, or like you're at a bar with a group of friends that's kind of new, but you don't want to leave too early because like you don't want to fuck up the friendship, but you're just not having a good time and you want to like call it a night. It's like you have an app called like, I don't know, the social exfiltrators or something. Or the Argonaut. Or the Argon, oh, the Argonauts. That'd be that'd be great. Ooh. Based off the movie, you, Tam. you, you type it in. You type Tam, up Tam, the Tam. situation. Yeah, yeah. T- trademarked. Good. We're good. Um, <laughs> you type up the situation. One of us shows up. We're like, oh, Benny, is that you? Oh my gosh. Like, where have you been, dude? Like, oh, you got to get to the hospital right now because something's, you know. And then you make up a situation. You get him out of there. Perfect excuse. You exfiltrate them from the situation. Or Man. better yet, push them into the bathroom. Put a disguise on him, and walk him out. Walk him out the front doors like nothing happened. The... You know, it's actually not a bad. Idea. This is a great idea. <laughs> we should absolutely argonaut people out of parties. I think that's because act- yeah, you're right. And um, in this culture pre-COVID of in colleges like wanting to go out, mm-hmm. and yet. We have um, the Me Too revolution as well. Think about that. It could be like a, a source for, you know, um, allies. Yeah. Oh, just like helping people get out of like legitimately kind of dangerous situations. Or even like, like we're talking about like at a bar and you're, you're, it's yeah, creepy. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, to kind of exfiltrate. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. That'd kind be good. Of- we we're, we'll have to have mul- you. It's great because you can have multiple tiers because you can have me show up in like boxer shorts at your family's house and be like, "Oh God, I'm the neighbor, John. 
needs to come with me. I've got, I need some help. And we can have like somebody's at like a fucking black tie event. We need to send Ryan in wearing a suit and be like, his underwear. We've got like, an issue. Ah, guys, <laughs> I'm the neighbor. I need John. <laughs> yeah. He's the underwear guy. He always shows up in his underwear. That's his thing. I think that'd be great though. This, like, I mean, it would have to be small. You can't get to a this doesn't work like there was you know there was a time when not everyone knew what tinder was or not everyone knew what grinder was it wasn't popular outside of the communities that it was meant for so like mm -hmm. this works for about a year maybe before somebody's oh. at a bar and leaving it's like are you fucking oh. x filling us is that an argonaut and it's like what no and it's like how do you two know each other <laughs> That's, That's good. Start That's our, good our other business. Though our second business, the counter exfiltrators, <laughs> the people oh. who stop exfiltrations. <laughs> We're gonna make so I'm much a money. Counter exfiltration expert. So someone comes in, bursts through the window in their underwear, and then someone else is like, "I'll get it," and he tackles him back out the window. <laughs> the thing is, is like with those dating apps, like like you said, we could use the exfiltration service heavily for that. We can even partner with them. Hell where yes. it's like bad date, not awkward dog. We could just bad jump right in there and get him out of you there. Exfiltrate. <laughs> bad date. <laughs> That's so good. Holy shit. Oh, oh my god. You have, have to party, have the dude. You it's like you don't have to have the like the paid for profile, but it's like if you're there on one, you can push a button, app stores get to charge you a few bucks, and then you're safe. It sends your location now. to an Argonaut. Dude, this is actually a good idea. Like the it's more I think about it, this is legitimately a good idea. We can only hire CIA agents to be exfiltrators. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! All of our exfiltrators will be trained and Absolutely. armed, <laughs> open carry, like martial arts specialists. So I think all of our exfiltrations will be a bit intense in theme. If um, you have been with us for a while, our exfiltrators will be trained to the level that Ben Affleck was in Paycheck. An accountant, surely not Paycheck, where there he's just a, a bow staff specialist. <laughs> 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 I'm Actually, a bow staff specialist would bow definitely staff. would make the other person leave on their own <laughs> Steve, is that you? My bow staff buddy. <laughs> I need you to come to this bar oh, yeah, and beat the shit out of me with a bow staff. <laughs> well, oh. so the thing is, it's like with my counter exfiltrator idea is like, you know, if you would hire a counter exfiltrator because you're afraid the person's going to hire an exfiltrator. But then that person could then hire a counter counter exfiltrator until you have just two people paying thousands and thousands of dollars hiring armies <laughs> to fight over your date to break it up and or keep it together. That's the startup biz, man. Huh. The thing is, is like this could be so potent to be used in other situations too, where it's like, you know, let's say two two like political leaders are meeting and one of them just doesn't want to spend too much time with them. Or like you know, maybe uh, a band doesn't want to play a show that, like, in the Madison Square Garden, and we exfiltrate them out of the show while on stage. We we can get really good at this. Yeah, we show up, <laughs> throw bags over their heads, throw them in a van, and drive off. The audience is like, "Oh, they had to go." Can we? Well, also, we need to think about copycat apps and try to hedge that oh. market out first. 
So I, I was thinking that maybe a more popular copycat app would be someone to help you out in a street fight. So oh. <laughs> like if you're if you if you tensions are getting heated, okay, yeah, you know, you whip out your phone, you don't call nine one one, you hit the mm. uh, the app. Oh, and okay. Yeah. It calls someone. It calls backup, and someone mm. comes to the fight and fights on your side. Oh wait, mm. so they're escalating the situation. They're not. They're not trying to avoid the fight. Right. They are joining in. Yeah. Wait. So okay. That what's going to happen here again is people hiring private mercenaries <laughs> to fight on their behalf, dude. We're going to start feudalism through the app stores. <laughs> like, dude, this that's going to be a hit. We're going to get banned within like. At least three years. Yeah. But those three years, baby, we're going to ride that gravy train all the way down. <laughs> I, on Valley, baby. I honestly think Argonauts is a great idea. I, I unironically think that's a I good think, I don't think I don't think I'm just high on this right now because it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it might be a great fucking idea. Okay, we got we got a little off track. Let's let's get back on on back on the Argo train a little bit <laughs> before we get really excited with our uh, app pitch. Uh, do you want to do we want to just get into our ratings real quick? Because I feel like there's not a lot to talk about with this movie. Um, right. We let's let's kind of get into ratings. I think we can kind of build off of that. So, yeah. do you want to get into Ben ratings or movie ratings first? Let's do movie ratings first. Movie ratings first. Okay, yeah. Ryan, do you want to start us off? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Um. So my my idea with this movie is it was directed by Ben. Ben directed. I was surprised, yeah. So um he was I think it wasn't his first movie that he directed. I think it was his third at least. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was pretty invisible as a director, which is interesting. I I don't necessarily think that uh he, I mean, he's a chameleon, but I don't necessarily think that like a an early director is usually invisible. They usually make some sort of like hard choices, and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't yeah. do too many of that stuff. I did like the camera work. I don't know how much I can chalk that up to Ben or his cinema cinematographer. Um, I think the writing was great, but he didn't write it. And overall, it was a really solid movie. The direction was good. I thought that. Mm -hmm. The acting was really, really on par with, like, the, the tension. Um, I thought the acting was really nice. And I don't think that uh, this movie had any outright flaws. I think, if anything, its flaws came from not having enough style. There was nothing really to, like, set this movie apart from any other movie. There were no, like, really hard choices. So I think, overall, I'm going to give this movie an 8. I don't think I've hit that number before for this podcast. As a and uh, I think it's better than, by far, it's better than the movies that I was giving, you know, fours, fives, and sixes to. It's not as good as Gone Girl, in my opinion, because David Fincher, you can really tell when David Fincher directs a movie. But I feel like Ben Affleck was a little invisible. So I think eight is a pretty solid number. And it's a good movie. It's a darn good movie. I agree. Agreed. Jace, what do you got for this movie? Ooh, I'm up. I think I, this this movie spawned a potential future segment for us where um, I honestly think I should wear a heart rate monitor. The it, Once you hit the second third and the, the final third of this movie, like the tension is just, it's there. 
and I think it was delivered well. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen in the movie. I didn't know about the historical significance. Uh, I've been learning about that for the past, you know, two hours or so. Um, I thought the acting was delivered rather well. I I do think that it was kind of, um, and I can't attribute this to coming from me. This is a hard movie for someone who doesn't like think about or judge movies to judge. Um, because it's a very good watch. The tension is there. You're in, you're in the seat and I think you're, you're, you're feeling things and you're enjoying the film. A secondary look at it. It's very by the books. It's very like the things that happen in this movie and the things that give it action. When you take a step back and you look at it, they're very common. They're common themes. They, they happen a lot. We see a scene where, uh, someone presents false information to who would be the bad guy in the scene. There's tension. Is this real? I'm looking up at it. I'm looking at you. I'm looking back at it. There's a break. We don't know if new information is going to come about. And then you're let through and you're, you know, you're, you're let away from the scene. So the, the tension in the movie feels that it was done in a way that's like by the book to grab your attention, uh, to keep you, to keep you there. I think they do it really well though. Uh, uh, so I enjoy the film there. It's a tough one to rate from me, which we've been talking about in the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed this film. I thought I wasn't going to like it. Uh, I hate, I'll probably be sick on the day we ever do a world war two film or a world <laughs> war one film. <laughs> you don't like my, historical movies. My car broke down. Yeah. So I thought it wasn't going to like it when the prologue kicked off and then I was pretty well engrossed so i i think this is a tougher one for me to give a number two and i don't want to just say the same thing because because ryan threw the number out there but it might no 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 no. eight what sweep what you're going with eight don't let ryan's eight influence you in a vacuum in a vacuum I can't entirely say that uh, I would be entirely highly interested in watching this movie again. It was made well. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the scenes. And I think it was tremendously better than a lot of the films that we've watched. So that's why it's hard for me to give it a 7. And an 8 sounds palatable. But because I now know what's going to occur, seven. A strong seven. Strong seven. Okay. Nice. Well, we got a six. Oh, wait, we got, a, we got an eight. We got a seven. I'm happy uh, with my me? answer. I'm happy with my okay. seven when I think about some of the other things. But great movie. Okay, good. Great movie. I enjoyed this movie, too. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Coen Brothers movies. Um, but this one was, was kind of like a, a, a first for me. I liked all the Minnesota elements, but like Did I you say don't. Cohen, I, I, I didn't. I don't Fargo. remember. I don't remember Ben Affleck being in it. Like there was like this pregnant cop, and she was like trying to solve a murder. But like I just, <sighs> I don't know, man. I just... Is this a is this a personality <laughs> shtick or is this like a? <laughs> all right, 
All right, for this movie, um, I've been meaning to see this for a long time. Honestly, uh, this has been on my list for a while. I honestly didn't remember Ben Affleck even being in this movie, even though this seems like he, this was his like creative baby to make. You know, this was like it was produced, you know, directed, starring Ben Affleck. This is the like I said, the apex of the Renaissance. And for me, I think it's the best work I've seen out of him yet. Um, we don't. I'm not going to talk about my my Ben meter quite yet here. That's going to be a different diversion. But overall, man, this like like Jay said, the ratcheting tension of this movie was nonstop. The pace and everything they captured exactly what I thought would would be feel what I would be feeling if I was in a CIA situation where I needed to escape something that was that was really scary um, and I was in a disguise. Honestly, like I get I get nervous getting carded at a bar and I'm I'm over twenty one and like just so to have to have these people kind of like poker facing these scenes and everything. Um, I really connected with it. Um, I know there was some inaccuracies with this movie. It wasn't perfectly historically accurate, but those things didn't hurt the movie for me. Boss, 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 boss. Oh. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> but like some of the things in this movie, like the the scenes where they're at the airport and they're being chased, um, you know, by by the Iranian military, uh, things like that, I, I guess, didn't really happen in real life, um, but it did make the scene really entertaining to watch. Um, so I think all that ratcheting tension, getting to learn a little bit about a historical event that I didn't know a lot about, added a lot to the movie for me. Um, honestly, I'd watch this movie again. I'll give it a ten. I don't have any complaints uh, with this movie, wow. at least from yeah, at least from That's an entertainment standpoint you. or anything like that. Yeah. So this is higher than your Gone big. Girl. This is higher for my Gone Girl, higher than my Gone Girl because I think I enjoyed it more, even though I don't necessarily think that it might be a better movie. Than okay. Gone Girl, so you're um, subjective. This is a subjective score. I don't think I could give an objective score on any yeah. movie, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the quality of the movie. I thought it was great. I'd watch it again. Uh, it's gonna be a ten for me. That, the, I'm surprised. I really am surprised. I thought I thought my eight might top out the scale. Um, I think you're not alone. People gave this. You know, I mean, he won one best picture at the Oscars. Best picture, yeah. It was Roger Ebert's last uh, favorite movie. <laughs> you know, like uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. so he picked it as his favorite movie of the year that year, twenty twelve. Um, nice. I, so I think you're not alone. People really did like this movie for its tension. I think, and that's maybe my only real point I have to make. Um, is that like what this movie did really, really well, better than other movies is, uh, the stakes. So you should always know what the stakes are yeah. in a movie. That's what conflict comes from. And when we talk about movies, um, you, you talk about, Oh, what's the, what's the conflict? Like, what's it about when you're learning, when you're learning how to like analyze movies, talk about what's the conflict. Um, when you're learning how to write movies, you're talking about something else. You're talking about what are the stakes? What what does each character like have to lose? And overall, what what is what's going to go wrong in this movie if the characters don't do it right? This movie, we were absolutely zero percent confused about what the stakes were, and that's very powerful. It's very powerful for us. Very powerful for us as Americans in any year, and it's especially powerful for us given the week that we're watching 
this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening scene, the, the the corollary from this opening scene in this movie where the Iranian people are storming the U.S. embassy and breaking windows and getting into the U.S. embassy uh, is a little too on the nose. And I think... Um, yeah. For for that reason, we did. You both mentioned tension. You, that's 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 great. You both mentioned that there's was, this tension, yeah. and uh, yeah. I think that's that's really where this movie came through in the writing. My favorite scene in the movie, hands down, kind of uh, comes for, uh, relates to exactly what you just said. Um, the movie Argo is pitched as the way to get these Americans out uh, to say that they're Canadian film directors. They go through the entire process of creating a fake film, setting up a studio to make this fake film, and they go to the extent where they have the script read for this film. And we're taking through a scene where Ben <laughs> That was a fun is, scene, yeah. It was a, oh, I love that scene where Ben's going through, and you can tell that he's separated from it because he knows that he's a CIA agent and that he needs to be helping these people. But we have this extreme duality. A lot of this movie, you're seeing like you're thinking about yourself now where you're living your life, but there's things happening at the world stage that you're not even, you don't even know about. And you go from this scene where people are living their lives. They're happy. They're drinking. They're fucked up. They're reading the script of a movie. That's not even going to come to fruition and people's lives are in danger. Mm -hmm. I love that scene. It's the duality of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I had had the similar reaction. (laughs) Yeah. No, No, it's very powerful. Definitely. Alrighty, guys, with that, you guys want to head on into the, the old Ben meter? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go into the uh, Ben I'll zone. Go. I'll go first. So, in keeping in mind, mm-hmm. um, since ben, ben, ben did direct this movie. Yeah. And it's a very well-directed movie. <laughs> I don't want to um, turn the Ben meter into just a you know, measure of everything Ben related. I think we should measure yeah. the Ben Ben as a character and <laughs> stick to our stick to our original criteria. You know, volume, quality, Benniness. <laughs> I think volume, obviously he's the main character, but it's not that in this movie he's the, the only main character again. Um like in the accountant there was like no scenes without him. Uh and paycheck there was no scenes without him. So this movie, there are scenes without him, but he is the main character. So he's in the middle of the be- of the volume. Quality, really good. Wow, he did a really good job. Um, dramatic, not really actiony. Agreed. You know, he has a lot of serious movies that are actiony, but he doesn't always have serious movies that aren't. And I think he it was surprisingly funny. Like his comedic timing was pretty good. Him and Brian Cranston had a really good. Um, the rapport with each other so oh yeah yeah but he was not benny at all he was not he was not the classic no. ben that we're looking for um maybe that tells me that my benniness meter needs to change its criteria you know it's an evolving a, meter for me too yeah it's a cool level-headed you know white collar guy that's what the last Four or five movies have, <laughs> have seriously been Paycheck, Surviving Christmas, The Accountant, and now Argo. He's all been, he's been white collar in all of them. 
So middle. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go this right down the middle. This is a probably. I think it's maybe pushing a little bit, but I'm gonna go five on the Ben scale. All right, solid five. Okay. Denali, are you gonna make me go next, Jace? Yeah, Jace. I mean, you gotta go. That's where the order we've been going, right? It is. Seem reluctant to <laughs> to give the news of your your Ben score. I'm so torn. This isn't a horny Ben. He's not a rich, crazy, lunatic white guy. He's a little bit of a maverick, you know? His idea is so wacky and out there that nobody else is willing to accept it at first. The volume's good. It really shows that we do need an evolving Ben scale, but... To judge this on the criteria of the other movies, which is what I've built the foundation of my scale on, it's a one. <laughs> it's a one. Okay. So I have to give a non-expert recommendation that if there was another scale out there that doesn't exist, wink. It's an inverse one. It's like a... Wait, what was that? Ten, <laughs> what was that wink? I don't think. Wink? Ten one of us? One. Was that a wink? No, I'm, to, I'm winking, at the, I'm winking at the viewer. I'm winking at the viewers. Oh, okay. Do you need okay, some yeah. exfiltration? <laughs> Listen, I can exfiltrate you out of this Ryan's. <laughs> I enjoyed him so much. Based on the criteria that have been laid upon by our, by our four movies. Like four, F-O-R-E, four movies. Movies before this. Oh, yes. I have to give Ben a one. Uh, two. Volume was so high that it has to oh, counterbalance okay. the, fair, the, other, fair, fair. the other numbers. I'll take it. Because he's not horny. Double but your score. Listeners. I withdraw my objection. Listeners, he's, he does well. He does, so, he does great. I like it. It's a Ben meter, too. It's a fair assessment. I've heard your arguments. And I must voice a little bit of disagreement here. Mm. Now, here's why. I think... At this phase of Ben's career, we're seeing a different side. This is this is where it's starting to shift out of the persona we know. And this is the persona we kind of see a little bit in Gone Girl, and also the persona we see even in Batman, uh, in, in kind of the DC universe. So this is a Ben that's very world-weary in, yeah. in, in Argo. Someone who's been through a lot of shit and carries a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Someone who's, you know, he plays his role. It's very, very subtle performance. It's almost like he's sad or he's dealt with a lot of things. You know, he's he's dealt with a divorce, as he discusses in the movie. Um, he's separated from his kid. He's immersed in his job. He's He's gone through a lot of shit in his life, basically. And I honestly think that is representative of kind of where Ben was at, just from my outside public view of, of where Ben was at, just kind of in this this phase of his career. It's where he's gone through a lot in his industry, gone through ups and downs in his in his career and maybe even personal life. Um, and now he represents this character who is an expert in the field, someone who knows how to produce and direct and act in a movie and also playing an expert in his field that's gone through a lot of shit. And for this reason, I think it totally nails Ben at this phase of his career. Mm. Um, I think he really did a good job with the performance. Um, I totally believed him. And then as a side note, I thought he looked great with the beard. Oh, Man, fantastic. The, the 70s style looked, looked 
perfect on him. And I actually loved the '70s style throughout the rest of the movie. I didn't, I didn't really talk about that too. The, the fashion was was awesome. Uh, I do think we should bring back some sideburns and beards and mop heads again. For me, it's the collar. The, the collars are collars. sick. <laughs> they were sick. And the cha- the gold chain was awesome those. too. <laughs> yeah, those were those were great. So I, I really like Ben's performance in this. For this reason, I'm actually going to give him a ten. Um, it was. I agree with your assessment. It's nothing like what he was bringing in Armageddon and, wow. and Daredevil and any of the other ones. But I do think it was fitting of where he was at in that moment of time. And I think my, the scale can shift considering of where Ben's at. You know, his younger career, he was that kind of playboy, frat boy type of dude. But now he's kind of older. He's learned his lessons. Um, and now he's here to kind of, uh, you know, be that kind of more mature guy uh, who's been through a lot. I'm not happy with what I had to give this movie, which is why I winked at our <laughs> audience and I said there could be a scale out there in which I gave this an inverse negative one, which I'm not saying is true right now, mm. which would be a, neg- a nine. There could be a universe where I give this a 10 minus one, but an I have to learn about one. Don't worry about it. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm learning about Jason's ben. Been reading a lot of textbooks recently. <laughs> I so in in the universe of who's opposite of Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Um, if this was a Matt Damon movie, you'd give it a nine. I'm not even gonna compare the two because it's disgusting, and I want Ben to hug me when I meet him for the first time. I'm just I'm just agreeing with you. I have to stick true to my initial scale right now until after this episode. I feel like every one of these is a learning phase, and I can move the scale a little bit based on what we've learned. Uh, but for right now, yeah, going into this whole movie review and Ben Affleck blindness, where I don't know that much about him, I had to stick with my score. I respect your ten. I respect it. And I, I respect your your two, man. The thing I wanted to mention too about about Argo is like, you know, the, the, a lot of the movie revolves around them making this fake movie, right, to help exfiltrate these people out mm-hmm. um, out of the country. Um, I was kind of thinking, like, it's such a good and potent idea. Um, ha- and I was thinking about movies that were in the U.S. Like, were have there been movies? Have we been argoed essentially by another country? And I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. And I'm like, I'm thinking about the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau, right? So you have a guy. No one's really sure what country he's from, right? Like, that's been like a huge thing in like the disaster artist, right? Because he has this accent and no one knows exactly where he's coming from and how he got the money for the movie and why he's making this really bad movie. And all the details really is kind of a huge mystery. Was this movie a cover for something? Like, was he trying to extract somebody or, 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 or do something along those lines? That's a really interesting point. <laughs> It's like we wouldn't know if we've been Argoed. That's really interesting. Um, what if we had been Argoed by the movie The Room? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think about like what it would have accomplished. Because <laughs> I don't think any... Well, the thing is, the whole cast is a bunch of unknown people, right? Like, you don't know yeah. anybody in the cast. besides That's like, why their acting was so book. bad and... Yeah, the acting was bad, not because of the script or anything, but because these were randos. And I've never seen them in anything else. Oh, God, no. We've we've talked a lot about exfiltrations. What if we had an app that 
infiltrated people into social situations without anyone else knowing. It's like, you know how you have like a group of people you hang out with at a bar, like you're in a booth or something? And it's an app that naturally introduces a person into the booth. Like you ever see like a booth from across the room and it looks like everyone's in that booth like so cool and attractive and they're all laughing and having a great time. And I'm like, fuck, I want to hang out with those people. You know, you hit up the infiltration app, a specialist will come in and introduce you into the group in a way that's totally natural where they'll be like, you know, they'll <laughs> you draw some, they'll do some so fake 23 me hereditary situation with one of the group and be like, this is your cousin and uh, you got to hang out now or something, you know, something along those lines. I'm still working on it, but in That's a way to fair. naturally ease you into the group. That would need some more. I think that would mean need some more training. Yeah. Like we would actually have to have people who are really good at it. You can't just show up and like, you can't just show up in your underwear to that situation. <laughs> oh, so we can't use the same underwear operatives from. Yeah. The actual okay, yeah. I think we just have to like log on to Amazon with some kind of corporate thing and just buy everybody in a ten mile radius this information. And you know, you, you have the app. Oh, and you're oh, like, just you walk and be like, "Hey, I love Pelotons too." <laughs> they be like, "That's not that's not natural." <laughs> it's got to be for people like me who don't know how to cold start a conversation with a stranger like i cannot do that naturally so do, they do need people to want to do that have you ever <laughs> well it's to naturally ease you in to the middle of a conversation whether it's a huge burly guy picking you up and throwing you on top of the table you crash into the table and be like mind if i crash in or something and then everyone laughs you all high five each other and you hang out for the rest of the night you know Yes, they, we could put a pin in it. We could put a pin in this one. I think that the exfiltrators is such a good idea that you're like shitting on its legacy by even pitching this. This one will require actual CIA operatives who are retired, yes. I think, to make this work. It's going to be harder. Or they could um, remove someone who was in that group and then disguise you as them and then put you in it. I don't need this this app at all if the person the group at the bar is like over 37 yeah i don't need it yeah i'm married if i if oh, i was don't need app, this if i was gonna have this app it would be like oh julie's getting really annoying again <laughs> <laughs> what? someone ring the doorbell <laughs> that's the you, exfiltration you, oh, I gotta brian, go. brian only needs exfiltration we need to have the Trojan Horse app where you infiltrate situations. So it's like, let's say you want to attend like uh, a party or something that you don't belong to. Like, let's say you're not an Amazon employee and you want to just get into those awesome hors d'oeuvres that they have. This pe these people will disguise you and put you inside of an Amazon package and deliver it to the door of the party and you're in, dog. I feel like maybe there's a better way to just do like a plus ones R Us thing where like Ooh. in a lot of my events I'm allowed to have a plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just let Julie come in. But like I mean if you guys were hanging out, I could get you. Hmm. So oh, I could sell on. my plus one on the internet. Yes. That's what I was thinking. You could post your plus ones and sell that slot. Yeah. For the type of party 
that you're going to. Like, that's, that's an awesome idea. Like, like a bidding yeah. thing. Ryan, you have salvaged Denali's Infiltrators app. There we go. You have, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you and me are partners, Ryan. We got to get, <laughs> you've, sa you've saved this idea. So you're proposing like a marketplace where I'm like, okay, I want to go to a white collar type of like, maybe like a lawyer party or a doctor party. Yeah. And you look up and see who's selling slots as a plus one to these parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be both ways. You know, you could have a post, you could have a searching post. I'm searching for this type of plus one, or you could oh, have an a, event a, uh, people post their own that they already have. I could, I could infiltrate people into my event if I needed to, to make it be more full. Oh, oh, so you'll you'll oh, sell like, slots. Like, like, like you could you could sell slot. You could seat fill infiltrate. You can <laughs> hit this from every angle. Yeah, seat filler is its own app. Huh. Plus one R Us is its own app, and the uh, Argonauts are it's, it's it's its own app. Shit, guys, we need to like really lawyer up for this episode because okay, I feel like there's some. Release this episode. It has <laughs> to be. Air? We have to have it. We got to trademark all of these apps, dude. Because some Silicon Valley guy is gonna be listening. It's gonna be a slow day at work, and he's gonna get hit with like ten great ideas that's gonna make him billions. <laughs> This isn't like a tech-heavy app. Okay, we got to oh. make people sign NDAs. I, I definitely... Ryan, we're going to need to drop legal work. <laughs> yeah. I'll I definitely a... don't want to do any work on this at all. I just want to solely make money. So I just I want to make that clear immediately. I just want to get the make money part. So, fine. okay, wait. Is there we a path need to, to hammer this that? out right now. We need yeah. to hammer this, hammer out, um, are we all equal owners or what? I yeah. Let's no. Let's let's do equal. Let's split it equally because I want. So what you just said that you don't want to do anything. Oh yeah, and I'm willing to do work, but if I have to do work, you shouldn't make more money. No, we gotta be like we gotta. You shouldn't necessarily just hold place dial the company by not doing any work. I don't quite get that. People do that all the time, dog. No, actually, that's not the new revolution. No, no, no. In the last twenty years, that's the whole thing with. Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's how they um at Mark Zuckerberg took over Facebook is they is he wrote out um what is the other guy's name? Um Douchey McWienerton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone's on Team Zuck. <laughs> and he uh I don't know what he, he wrote that. the other guys out. Because he and, did all uh, the work. They weren't doing anything. Mark Zuckerberg was a person there. Okay, fine. I'll do 60, you guys split the 40. <laughs> that makes Ryan happier. No, I, Ryan, I be Denali has evenly. to be the first ex-Phil specialist. Okay. Wardo, that was his name. I, I birthed, I think, Argonaut's idea a little bit. You birthed, you, I'll give the birth credit to you for, uh, for the, the infiltrator, or the plus one app. I think that's a great idea. That's gonna be most. That's gonna be you. <laughs> well, we need. I'd say we do this cold place. Well, we have to give some shares to investors. Oh god, yeah. Oh. So it's not gonna be thirty, thirty, thirty. If anything, there's gonna be no majority investor mm -hmm. between the three of us, or no majority founder, and it'll probably be something like uh, twenty, twenty, twenty. So we still collectively have the majority, but uh, we need to oh be able to give a large share of stocks to my our early investors.
my eyes are glazing over. I want to sit in a beanbag chair and kind of like play pool in the cool office we have. Um, and then kind of, I want to field meetings, you know, where I'm just like, Hey, what's up guys. And shoot a, shoot a bat nerf basketball. Yeah, that's going and, you, immediately. As soon as you said that your stock yeah. shares went down. Then oh, HR okay. maybe. Yeah. And we'll pay you a salary of like 20 grand a year for Ooh. that. That's passive income. Hell yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> that's it. Passive income, dude. Whatever. He lives you, off you the just snacks said you pay me in the cool building 20, that we have. You say you'd pay me twenty grand a year. You did not stipulate any anything whether or not the company's profitable or anything, or if exactly. the company goes into the toilet. So I'll be making a solid That's literally income. Literally, what a normal job is. That means you're not even a. That means you're just an employee. You're not even a founder. To be fair, income, baby. As we have said, That's this, all I wanted. This probably doesn't last more than a year before too many people know what it is, and then we have to. Yeah launch counter it, guys we have to cash out that that's going to be the important thing is we have to cash out at the right moment we do need to sell to facebook immediately first yeah. opportunity yeah if zuck oh integration yeah integration will be seamless and if he's like i'll give you ten dollars i'm gonna say yes so fast like you guys are gonna have to hold me back um Argo. What was I going to get at here? Argo, Ben yourselves, everybody. That's been the podcast. Argo. We did not get we did not get into the weeds in this one mainly because it was it was an airtight movie. I feel like there's there's not a lot of I mean, we just three of us just enjoyed a movie, I think. Um and I'm glad I watched it, honestly. This is not one of the ones where I can dunk on Ben at all um or mm -hmm. anyone who made it. Oh yeah. And then uh there and I guess it, because it was just a historical fiction, there's not a lot I can talk about in in terms of writing or or anything like yeah. that, really. Uh, just it, for at least for me, for premise, um, it's yeah. becomes yeah. deep. To talk about this movie at all historically, you have to discuss the fact that Canada did a bit. Canada did so much of the work, and then the, you come back to the fact that Hollywood produced this, so it is U.S. centric, and then we have to get mm -hmm. into the weeds of the geopolitics and. I don't think that's us. And we end up on a watch list. No. <laughs> yeah. That's not GBGBs. Yes, we are three non-experts examining non-expert topics. <laughs> so the uh, the other thing um, about this movie, too, is, like, it brings into the concept of, like, you know, these, uh, I guess, of acting, I guess. And I, I mentioned earlier, like, I get nervous just being carded at, like, the grocery store. Like, when someone asks for my ID... Uh, I'm like, oh shit, they caught me. Even though, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I haven't been 21 in a few years. And you don't buy anything. Yeah, and oh. you're like, oh my god, my heart's yeah. beating out of my chest. Or, or you go to the to, through TSA and you're like, do I accidentally have a bomb on me? Oh, yeah, <laughs> all the time I'm going through the TSA. I'm like, oh shit, did I like, did I pack something crazy? One time I went through the TSA and my mom wanted me to bring um, 10 pounds of Italian sausage from Chicago, and she packed them like very tight and it looked like a suspicious package in there and then they 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 stopped me and then they they took me aside and everything and i'm like i was i was shitting bricks dude i was like oh my god like and i thought like there was some sausage law or something like i'm not supposed to have this and i'm gonna get like detained or something and they're they're undoing everything and they're pulling all this sausage out and they're like what is this who told you that you could bring this <laughs> and, i don't it know was the whole fiasco and it was crowded and then they take all the sausage out and they just throw it all on top of my clothes and they're like all right Clean the shit up and get to your flight, basically. It's like, oh, all right. Thanks, man. 
they take out they unpack your bag and then you make it they make you pack it at least remember how i rolled my underwear and roll it back <laughs> that's all i'm saying tsa please don't punish me for saying this <laughs> well uh do we want to uh <laughs> do we want to get into maybe our, ne our movie next week here we should pick a movie that maybe isn't so airtight you know we got we got a good movie here we finally got a good one in finally. we want to get a loose movie I'm a movie where we got some wiggle room to play in because right where we're here, we went we went from playground to playground and then we landed in a government office park where we learned a lot. We maybe benefited from from going there, but we didn't get really get to play a little bit outside of <laughs> outside of being way outside of the government park. Do we have any ideas about what we want to get into for next week? We could dip our toes into the DC cinematic universe. Ryan I, I think, would hate that. I think we need to go worse. Like, I know this is Good Boys Gone Bland, but that might be too bland. Um, okay. He's got a movie released the year that Argo was released, or maybe the year after, called Runner Runner. It's a crime thriller what? with Justin Timberlake. What? I'm in. <laughs> Dibs. It Dibs. has a 36 meta score. A 3.6 meta score? No, 36. Oh, wait, 36. Oh, meta. Oh, uh, okay. Runner. Runner, runner. So, 2013. Let's see here. Like, oh, what? This, is, this looks like a JT movie. And, because, and the top user review on IMDb says so bland they had to name it twice. Oh, this is perfect. Wait, okay. Let's let's read the, the, the synopsis real quick. Okay. Believing that he has been swindled, Princeton grad student Richie, Justin Timberlake, goes to Costa Rica to confront online gambling tycoon Ivan Block, Ben Affleck. Block's promises of immense wealth and power have a seductive effect on Richie until he learns the shocking truth about his new mentor. When Richie is coerced by the FBI to help bring Block to justice, he faces the biggest gamble of his life, outmaneuvering the two forces closing in on him. Pretty bland to me. I didn't get a lot from that. Uh, that was from the yeah, Google review. This was so, produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. That, that movie is one that stuck out because I never heard a single peep about it. Oh, man. I want to watch something that's pretty bad. Like, I don't want to watch something that one seems like it might be really in the middle. Um... Reindeer games is sticking out. I want to chasing Amy is probably actually pretty good. I heard that was actually a good movie, but I, I I'll add that to the list. Dude, we have to we have to watch a Batfleck movie, dude. Like we be at some completely point we ignoring like movie phase of his career, and I do want to see the director's cut of either Batman, Superman, and Justice League because I heard they're better. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I agree with Denali here. But are Ryan, there all those bad? Ryan, have you seen Man of, Man of Steel? Yeah. What did you think of that? It was good. Okay. If, if you thought Man of Steel was good, Batman Superman is about half as good. Uh, the director's <laughs> cut is about as half as good? I heard the director's cut is actually turns it into a good movie. And I couldn't believe that adding... 45 minutes to a two and a half hour movie would make it good. 
No, uh, Zack Snyder's director's cuts are actually like notoriously good. Um, that's the Watchmen ultimate cut is amazing. Really, I liked even the theatrical cut of Watchmen. So yeah, but it's like three and a half hours long. There's like a four-hour, five-hour cut of Justice League coming out soon. Um, that I also am interested in because Justice League was a hot mess express. Dude. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice has a twenty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I walked this, out of that movie being like, "That was fucking bad." This might be the shit storm you're looking for that meets your guys's. This this might be meeting in the middle. <laughs> so we need to have we seriously need to have a conversation then about how. Long, what stop are we getting off the bat, the Batman, the Ben Affleck train? At? <laughs> like, is Batman um, the, the last stop on the on the Affleck train? I think like this was episode eight. How much I, more can we get out of the I Affleck's? Think 10 or, I think ten or eleven. I think maybe a movie think, after yeah. 10. ten. So we're gonna go for one good eight. movie yeah. after Batman. I'm not saying good. Okay, did we make a decision on what we're going to watch next week for our movie? Yeah, I think I caved. We're going to do Batman. You actually, yeah, you're actually okay with this, right? Because you, you're, gonna be you're, um, your argument that it's an entire era of his career was very persuasive. Thank you. I love um, Leather Daddy, so I'm in. Ryan, I think you might be pleasantly surprised with his depiction of Batman, but maybe not with the movie. Uh, Jace, have you seen the director's cut? I haven't seen the director's cut, so I'm actually pretty interested I to might, watch that one. I, I might see one. the director's cut because I've seen the OG before. Ryan, I've do you want to watch the OG or, or the director's? Oh, God. I don't know. I probably don't want to sit down for three hours during this busy work. Watch original and then maybe jason and i can yeah that's color fine. in a little bit that's fine all right we're doing it we're plunging into the uh batfleck verse i'm excited to do this i've been wanting to take this plunge since our inception so i think uh i think this will be a a, a, a good rich vein to mine here <laughs> um and, and this is a universe that's still continuing so maybe we can revisit this someday uh next week head into batman superman Thanks so much for joining us uh, for what I guess was our Argo episode. <laughs> Man, we were swerving in and out on the rails <laughs> with this one. Um, but, uh, but thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Argo, bend yourselves. <laughs> Argo, bend yourselves.